You're listening to Zeigler Group's Legal Zeitgeist podcast, the funds law podcast series that helps asset management firms reevaluate and revolutionize their current approach to investment funds law with the latest technology, legal and regulatory compliance insights, and best practices. My name is Kunal Gruber, and I head up business development at Zeitler. I'm joined today by my colleague, Martin Jones, who heads up data solutions at Zeitler. Martin, it's great to have you on the podcast. So I thought it would be a good time to catch up with you and see what's happening in the kid world. Thanks, Colonel. Thanks for the introduction. The annual refresh deadline was the 19th of February, as it is most years, 35 business days from the end of the year to update kids with the previous year's calendar year performance. Our kid generator product has been going for just over two years now. We've increased our volumes uh, to about four to four and a half thousand kids. Although we support all 29 languages, we're just supporting our clients' requirements of about 12 of those languages at the moment. We managed to hit the deadline on time which we're very pleased with, with some good feedback uh, from our clients. I think every annual refresh, there's always a challenge to get the documents out in time. Last year, we had the challenge of the benchmark disclosures. This year, there's still challenges. So obviously, SFDR uh, requirements came into force on the 10th of March, but that was something people were already considering whether they should use the annual refresh to uh, to update their kids with those uh, disclosures. But what we found was that there were a few clients that, that did use that opportunity, but the majority are looking at reviewing their prospectuses, making those changes and updates and further disclosures with a separate run. So although we breathed a, a sigh of relief, so to speak, when annual refresh was over, we feel that we've got another round of kid updates uh, coming our way once our clients, a number of which we're helping with because that's part of our business and our the legal counsel side of our business where we can assist in the reviews needed. So once those reviews, whether externally or with Seidler help, are concluded, uh, we do expect to have another round of kid updates to do on that as well, or very little chance to stand still on that aspect. SFTR certainly is an interesting topic, and obviously the level one requirements have been met now on the 10th of March, but I think level two will certainly be very interesting, not only for kids, but for other, you know, fund documentation such as prospectuses. So let's see what happens there. In terms of the usage kit, what do the next six months look like? And obviously at the end of the year, we're looking to the transition to PRIPS kit at the moment. In your opinion, what do the next six months look like in terms of usage kit? Well, absolutely. This is uh, quite a hot topic at the moment. There are a number of considerations with the uses kids. We're waiting for the PREPS RTS uh, to be endorsed. There's no real insight as to when that might be. So there still are unanswered questions. I think our, our gut feel is that uses kids could still be around for quite some time. In what form, we don't know at the moment. For example, as a result of Brexit, the FCA don't have to endorse the PREPS uh, regulations and the FCA have already indicated that may well be the case, and that will may well be the case until such point that they're happy that everything that has been criticised within the PREPS regulation is addressed and addressed satisfactorily. Again, you know that could mean that we are producing uses kids just for UK domiciled funds, but it may also have implications on any Luxembourg or Irish-based. Uh, USITs wanting to sell into the UK, will that mean that they need to produce a USITs kid? Again, we don't know at the moment. So we're obviously continuing our 
product and development of our product, uh, bearing in mind that um, UCIS Kids could be around for longer than anyone uh, particularly anticipated subject to some of these questions being addressed by the European supervisory authorities. Yeah, that certainly seems like, let's say, a whole lot of open questions at the moment. And keeping that in mind, I mean, what challenges do you think asset managers are going to face over the next months in their planning, obviously, of trying to plan for this migration with all these open questions? And at the same time, you need to evaluate your current infrastructure setup, whether that meets the requirements of producing potentially a usage kit and a PRIPS kit, and they're very different documents. I mean, just apart from it being a two versus three page uh, sort of difference, there's other differences there. So what do you think the challenges will be? I think the challenges are really within the industry that there are, as we've just discussed, a number of unanswered questions. And I think people are underestimating the amount of work that could come out of this subject to those questions being answered. So it's unfortunate, but I think people should have already started preparing effectively for the worst. You know, what is the worst case scenario that I will need to address? How much work have I got to do? And as a business insider as well, that's exactly what we're addressing because we have to. We have to be able to meet client expectations. So the worst case scenario that we're preparing for and asset managers themselves should prepare for and perhaps aren't is that you're going to have to produce uses kits and PRIPS kits. The content that goes into a PRIPS kit is different to a usage kit. What is that content? Who's going to write that content? How do we get that content into a PRIPS kit? Do your current suppliers have a USITS to PRIPS transition project ongoing that gives you any level of confidence that the 31st of December deadline uh, can be met. Certainly, we're trying to give our clients that confidence. A number of challenges for the rest of the year, whilst we try to get to, to the bottom of some of these unanswered questions and preparing for what the worst case scenario is going to be. Yeah, it seems like a tough couple of months coming ahead in relation to kids and a lot of questions probably will get answered along the way hopefully before the 31st of December. Just my last question to you if you could give one piece of advice to someone that's responsible for kids at an asset management firm what would that one piece of advice be? I think the piece of advice is don't underestimate what's coming as we've just discussed. Mobilize an internal project team. Understand who you're outsourcing to what they're capable of, what their own plans are, and what level of comfort you can have both internally and with your suppliers that you can meet the worst case scenario at the end of this year. Thank you so much, Martin, for your time today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Colonel. You reached the end of another episode of the Legal Zeitgeist podcast. Connect with us at zeidler.group to subscribe. Thank you for listening. The Legal Zeitgeist podcast is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute legal advice. Professional legal advice should be obtained before taking or refraining from any action as a result of the contents of this podcast. All rights reserved.